Everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by Nylon Oak Coastal Barbecue. Hello to my co-host, Brett Galt, and hello to our guest back from last season. Go Gators, Joel Huddleston. What's up, man? Go Gators. All right, so for those of you who did not see the bloopers that happened before the show, this is maybe the fifth take to start this recording between we're getting to you know, start the music, had a baby monitor, which was not mine, uh, right next to the computer, uh, mislap in audio equipment, and we're finally here. We, we've made it. It's It's been, I mean, we've wasted about 20 minutes, but we're, we're here. We're finally here. I think it's more gonna... fair to bring up the baby monitors, considering things weren't straightened out on your end of things. But... <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> I might have gotten it right that time. We don't know. If we're being honest, honest the technicalities were on your end, Marcus. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll roll with the punches. Everything's fine. But uh, let's pay some bills here first. Uh, presented by Not One Coastal Barbecue, I did get confirmation from their founder um, that, they're, that they will be back for this football season, giving you charcoal content as well. So you'll get a little bit of flat top action, some smoker action, and get some charcoal recipes as well. So thank you, Not One Coastal Barbecue, for funding us in Bush Light every year and we will keep spreading the good word about you as long as we can ain't that right brett yeah exactly yeah i mean you're trying every year and that's that's the hustle we love yep the hustle we love and we try to get a little bit better if not by each episode hopefully by every year as a as a conglomerate so joel intro was luke combs carolina boy did you like the mention for the gators you know, down in the water yeah we, we really appreciate it down here it's a it's a hot summer I bet it's been hot in North Carolina. I only bet it's been hot by you. So um, give everyone a little bit of a life update. You know, you got you got a kid now, beautiful, beautiful baby. Um, still in the great state of Florida. Uh, tell us what's going on. Got a little baby girl. She's about three and a half months, almost four. Sleeping through the night. Uh, we're in a little bit of a sleep regression though. She's been like the perfect baby up until about two days ago. Um, so. But she still sleeps through the night. So she has nap time throughout the day has been difficult. Yeah, four months sleep regression. Yeah, approaching. I remember that all too well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's ebbs and flows, but overall, mostly good. Mostly good. Yeah, mostly good. Let's just say his mood has changed a lot from when I talked to him about three or four days ago. I mean, he was just best baby I've ever had. I mean, She's she's easy. There's no problems at all, and let's, the mood has definitely changed. Yeah, it, it's definitely uh, it's a Monday, and it was kind of a long weekend. So uh, hopefully things will get better throughout the week. Well, you're on for better days. Uh, thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your night. Hopefully, your wife doesn't uh, mind the 25 minute late start. 
So you're back on baby duty and uh, waking up through the night to give bottles and change diapers <laughs> and do all that good stuff because I do remember it barely, but I do recall it. But we're here to bring you Big 12 in SEC win totals. Um, Joel, I don't want to get too much into the SEC first or your thoughts about your team, but we're going to start over in Brett's country in the Big 12. A lot has gone on in college football since last week when we when we released the ACC and Big Ten win totals. Conferences look completely different. Uh, the Pac-4 is probably about to be the Pac-2 if Stanford and Cal end up joining the ACC in some way, shape, or form. Uh, Brett, just give us your thoughts about what's going on in the college football landscape. I know that we tend to be a little bit more purist how we don't like to see a lot of stuff changing, especially like, like geography and everything related to it, but just give me your overall thoughts. I think I know where you're leaning with it. Yeah, I mean, we um, we'll, we'll be doing the Pac-12 what next week probably, and that will be the last time we ever do the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 short episode. Yeah, yeah, that is that is the uh, last time. Um, listen, I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of all the realignment. Um, I think it takes away from. I mean, I think it's nice to see teams play different teams, but that's why we have the non-conference. And I think this kind of sucks for fans because instead of, especially like on the Pac-12, you're driving all over the West Coast to see your favorite team play. Now you have to drive to Ohio if you want to see USC play an away game or something like that. Like, I think it takes away, but it doesn't really matter what we think because it's all about the money. It's all about the revenue. And that's kind of how it is in college athletics now. It's, it seems like eventually, I still think if the ACC, if Clemson and Florida State leave the ACC, I think the ACC is in trouble too. So, it's it might just be a big the big three. It might be the Big Twelve, SEC, and the Big Ten, and really it's going to be the Big Two of the SEC and Big Ten. So, yeah, it's over the last five ten years, the whole realignment has kind of ruined it room college athletics as we know it so that's kind of i mean it's kind of like a boomer take on it but no i, I think know. that's that's fair and it, it's respectable it, it really is uh joel give us your take um down in your country in the sec you have two big time programs coming in next season how do you feel about it i mean for sec i feel like it doesn't really affect us all that much we're kind of familiar with it we had missouri and texas a&m um come in you know probably 10 years ago now um and so i don't know texas and oklahoma i think they're two top tier programs in the first place so having them come join is is, it's a positive at least from a fan base perspective in the sec if you're a texas fan or if you're a oklahoma fan i'm sure that's i don't know they probably have a little mixed feelings about it because they're not going to be playing TCU anymore, not going to be playing Oklahoma State so or Baylor and all these teams that they've been playing for so many years. If Florida was leaving the SEC, though, I would be really torn up about that. That would really ruin college football for me um, if we just, like, left and went to a different conference. That would be – that would suck. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, y'all are tried and true to SEC. I definitely think the schools that are in the Big Ten and the SEC have no intentions on leaving, but we probably will get to a point where Northwestern has to leave. We're not adding anything. Vandy has to leave. We're not adding anything. 
you know, historically referenced. But, I mean, I think everyone's going to stay put at SEC for quite some time. Like Joel and I were talking earlier, though, um, the the SEC does care a lot about baseball. Yeah. So, and he, he he brought up the point about Vanderbilt being big in baseball every single year, and they do they do uh they boost the academics for the uh, conference as well. I know academics really doesn't matter anymore, but they do boost it up a little bit. And yeah, hey, the football team, Vandy football team, they're on the rise a little bit. I, there may be a play I, on that. If I'm not mistaken, did they beat Florida last year? Last year was a blur. I, I couldn't tell you what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Spoken like a true Gator fan. Gator Joel. Well, we are here to give you the Big 12 and SEC win totals. Brett, I would ask you if you still lived in um, the good old North State, but my power went out. We had a really big thunderstorm hit Charlotte. Um, yeah. I don't know what the I, weather's like in Raleigh. Well, I, I saw it was bad. Um because you know I'm in Florida now, but yeah, I saw, I saw it was bad. There was like level threes or whatever. But here in Florida, the heat index was 114 today. So, Ooh-wee. yeah, it was a hot one. I got so burnt yesterday at the beach. My arms are just like fried. Yeah, yeah, that that pale redhead skin. It, yeah, it do too well out there in the Florida right. UVs. It was, it was, it was 115. It was SPF fifty, but I tell you, I was a I was reapplying like every twenty minutes out there too, but the heat just I couldn't do anything about it. So so yeah, it's it was it was a little under the under the shade for me today. Well, we'll say you got a good base layer, and we will go ahead and jump in. But before we start in this season, let's look back at last year, see what happened. We had our uh, buddy old Tennessee Trevor join us for win totals last year. Um, for the Big 12 and SEC specifically, Trevor was three and five. His three wins, Georgia over 10 and a half, never a doubt. Tennessee over seven and a half, great value. And then Auburn under six, that also um, hit by a game and a hook. And his three losses for Oklahoma State over eight and a hook, Baylor over seven and a hook, Kansas under two and a half. He was so, so locked in. The lock of a lifetime, Kansas under two and a half, six ones, baby. How about that? And then Bama over 10 and a hook did not hit. They won 10 on the dot, and that left Trevor at three and five. Uh, next up in the clubhouse, myself, I was four, two, and one. Uh, we'll start off with my push. Texas under eight. They hit eight on the dot. Um, you know, just Texas underachieving per usual. But I did take the under, so a push is not bad. My four wins, TCU over six and a half. West Virginia under five and a half. Sorry, Brett. Georgia over 10 and a half, never a doubt. And then Ole Miss over seven and a half. They hit eight. We may be back there this year uh, to be seen. And my two losses were Kansas State under six and a half. They won nine daggum games. They were good last year and tried to give Bama all they had in the bowl game. Didn't work out. Uh, Bryce Young played. And then Bama did not hit 10 and a half wins last season. So that over did not do anything. All right, Brett. Um, your card. I hate to read it all for you, but in these two conferences, you were two, six, and one. Your two wins were Georgia over ten and a half, Tennessee over seven and a half. Good call with Trevor. Uh, your one push was Texas under eight. We were on the same page, but got the push there. And I have to read off six losses. Oklahoma State over eight and a half, miss. Baylor over seven and a half, miss. West Virginia over five and a half. You were being optimistic, did not hit. 
Bama over t- Bama over ten and a half. Miss Mizzou under five and a half. Vandy under two and a half. Disrespecting the Commodores. Uh, what's your What's your take from last year? Um, yeah. Do you have any strategy to switch it up this year? I do. I, I got some ballsy picks again this year. I just want to throw that out there. The Big Twelve was a mess last year. I mean, let's be honest. TCU ended up going to the national championship, so that whole conference was all over the place. OU had their first losing season and. I forget how many years um, Kansas State was in the Big 12 championship. So the Big 12, as we usually know it, is just like Oklahoma and Texas maybe, was completely different. So that was all over the place. And then SEC, I didn't do as bad. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I, I got I got some yeah. interesting ones this year, though. Yeah, two and three in the SEC, not too shabby. So um, I, no hate there, but we are back to – Get ourselves up by the bootstraps. Uh, Joel will perform better than Trevor. Brett will perform better. And if I can stay on par, that's what we need for the show. So uh, let's go ahead and start off in the Big 12. And we'll do ABC order just like we did last time. So Baylor is the first team up on the board. Over, under, is the same as last year. Seven and a half for Art Brawls and his crew. Uh, Any plays on Baylor? I am staying away from Baylor. Um, like you said, Dave Aranda, I mean, his, his first season there, he killed expectations. You know, they went to the um, – they actually won the Big 12 title, I believe, the championship that year. And then – Yeah, they did. Yeah, last year the it was pretty high expectations. Blake Shapin was coming back, and they severely underperformed. He's back again this year, so – the expectations are probably going to be the same, um, but I'm staying away from them because they're kind of hard to read. I do think they bounced back from last year, though. Joel, thoughts? I did not pick anything to do with Baylor, actually. Man, when we sat and when I sat down and looked at these Big 12 teams, I was like, shoot, there's four new teams this year. I forgot about Cincy, Houston, UCF, and BYU. So I mainly stuck to those teams for my picks. So that's fair. I think Baylor, when you look at their schedule, uh, week two they have Utah. That's going to be a really tough uh, game yeah. right there, and in, in the non-con. But they do draw um, Cincinnati and Houston and UCF, uh, three of the four new schools. So yeah. that could help them in their favor. I don't think that Baylor's going to be overly competitive this year. I think they'll probably have just enough, and I think seven and a half is probably a good number. I'd probably lean under on the seven, just seeing that they have uh, TCU, Kansas State, uh, Texas Tech, which I think will be pretty good this year, Texas and Utah. I'd, I think it's a g- good line by Vegas. Yeah, I don't disagree. All right, cool. And next up, we have our first new joiner of the Big 12, BYU. Uh, the Cougars are coming their first year into the Big 12. I personally think that Baylor doesn't have, I guess, being an independent for so long. They probably had a Power 5 roster uh, more so than the other schools that, you know, are, are hopping in now. Uh, Baylor's over-under win total is at five wins. Do you guys have a play? I do. I picked. BYU to actually win more. I picked the over on them. Uh, they've got a, a fairly easy schedule. Um, I mean, they start off with Sam Houston and Southern Utah. Um, 
Now, if it was five within conference, I would say probably not, but I think that they will be able to get five wins or more. Yeah, I agree, Joel. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I have them slated now for seven wins. Like you said, Sam Houston, Southern Utah to start out, that'll be 2-0. and I think that they're going to give Arkansas all they have, if not a little bit more. I think that game is winnable for them. I, I don't see it being out of the question. And then after Utah, they have Kansas, Cincinnati, who Kansas, you know, not your grandfather's Kansas team, but probably going to be a little bit tougher, as we saw last year. Uh, I think since he's a good draw for one of the new schools. And then down the line, they have, you know, Iowa State, West Virginia, Texas Tech, definitely gettable. Brett, whenever I mention West Virginia, just know I, I, I truly don't mean it like in a harmful way. I, I don't believe that. I think you do mean it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think Baylor five and a half is a little deflated. BYU. So having them at, BYU. Yeah, sorry, BYU having them at five and a half. I see seven. So I will take that game in a hook of insurance. And I'm playing that over with you, Joel. I'm staying away. I the the new the new teams coming to the conference. I think they're going to. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they hold up because you know they're not they're not used to playing Power Five football, and so they're they gonna have more injuries and everything like that. I think that means that needs to be seen. So I'm staying away from BYU. All right, um, so let's just group the next three teams in a bunch. They're all new. Just, does anyone have a play on UCF, Cincy, or Houston? I do on UCF. This is a team that I really think could could be kind of a, a surprise team on the year um, with, with Plumlee and – I think Malzahn will be able to go back into some of these bigger stadiums and more difficult environments after being in the SEC and really enjoy that. Plus, obviously, UCF has had a chip on their shoulders for a long time. I think they're really excited to get an opportunity like this. So I'm looking forward to seeing them. You're taking the over yeah, six the and a half? Yeah. Wow. Okay. The 2017 National Champions. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I'm not <laughs> I'm not gonna feed their delusions. <laughs> All right, Brett, you have anything on those three schools? I'm I'm staying away. I do think out of the all the newcomers though, I think they're the they're probably going to have the best season. Um just because like like Joel said, probably coming back as um quarterback and Malzahn being very familiar with the power five when he was at Auburn. So I do think they're going to be the most ready for it, but I'm, I'm staying away from this. All right. Cool. Um, let's do two schools next. Iowa state or Kansas. Come on, Brett. I know you want some of Kansas. No, I'm staying away. I, I do like Kansas, but Daniels, I, I mean, I, I think they were better than a six-win team last year, honestly, but then Daniels got hurt and I kind of screwed them up. But the whole Iowa State situation is interesting because, you know, their quarterback got caught for gambling. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I they might be in a little bit of trouble, honestly, because I don't think he's going to get out of that. I don't know. I thought I that was their kicker. 
No, that was uh, that was a star star oh, quarterback. That's worse. <laughs> that's way worse. <laughs> yeah, so they're in a little bit of predicament over there. I'd be I, I want to take the under just because I don't think he's going to get out of that. But I'm I'm staying away from them too as well. Yeah, I I assess that situation is if he plays, I have them at five. Yeah. So that's under five and a half already. Is, I mean. You never know how long he's going to get suspended. If it's for the year, the under's a lock. But let's just say if it's like they don't play any of their toss-up games until, you know, Baylor, like end of October, because that's when they run off Baylor, Kansas, and BYU. I mean, those are the games they have to steal. So, again, if it's less than half a season, they can still win those games later on potentially. If it's for the whole season, the, the under's a lock. I mean, isn't there, like, talks about him just, like, not being able to ever play college athletics again? Yeah, yeah, there are. And you yeah. just don't know the way it's going to go. I mean, yeah. the NCAA is never consistent. It seems no, like not. every year. I mean, look at Jim Harbaugh. He was suspended. I mean, give or take, it's the first part of the schedule, very soft. But then again, everything's changing. Like, Tennessee, you know, put, you know, penalties on themselves. And, yeah. you know, they have no punishment with like gambling being legalized everywhere, he can make a good case to where yeah, you know, maybe it's allowed, but you just don't know with the NCAA. The, big, the biggest part here is he was gambling on his own team. I mean, that's the, that's, yeah, that's, that's Pete, the Pete Rose. Yeah. Yeah. That's where <laughs> the bad thing comes in. Like if he was just gambling in general, like not gambling on anything, Iowa state sports related, then that's a different story. Like I, I don't get the big deal of that, but if he's gambling now, on the actual team, then come on. Was he betting against Iowa state? I don't. I don't know if he was betting for. He wasn't even the starter though. Like he, this was when Purdy was still there. I think this was twenty twenty one or something like that. So he was. What's even funny the is they said he like took his mom's phone to do it on yeah. her phone. <laughs> yeah, that was the. Whole, yeah, that's his excuse of saying he's not the one that was even placing the bets. Like it was his friends, but I don't know. But I'm staying I'm away. So can neither. Yeah, I can neither confirm or deny if he was taking overs or unders <laughs> or his team to win or lose. Either way, it's, it's a bad look. Yeah, it's not good. All right, Joel, you have anything on Iowa State or Kansas? No, I don't. Okay, uh, Kansas State, eight and a half. Anything? Uh, I'm taking the over here. I uh, Over? Yes. Okay, talk to me. They got the um, QB coming back. He's coming back again, and they they always have a solid defense. They lose uh, they lose a little running back though, which Deuce Vaughn or whatever his name was. They they do lose him, but they got a solid team come back. And I was taking a look at their schedule. It's not it's not that bad at all. Um, it's very 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 gettable. Uh, I mean, they're out of conference. Was um, like Missouri, Troy, they play UCF. They also play um, Iowa State, Houston. I, I mean, uh, I think it's a gettable schedule. So I, I like the over eight and a half here. I like it. I had them down at seven wins. I, again, I think eight and a half is a little high. I'm not going to fade them because, like you said, I think they can get there. But it's just not a play for me. It, usually with a game and a half of value, I always take it. But I'm staying away. Joel, anything? 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not playing that. All right. Yeah. I think that so, I think most of us may be playing this next team, uh, the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, Brent Venables in his second year after a disappointing first year. I don't think he's on the hot seat. I don't think any of that conversation is warranted. Oklahoma did pretty well in the transfer portal. Um, what are you guys thinking? Nine and a half wins. I think Brent Venables is a great recruiter. Um, but I've not – and he's obviously a really good defensive mind. But I don't know that – he's going to be able to get this offense going in the direction that it needs to go in order to meet nine and a half wins. That seems pretty excessive for me. I mean, I'm honestly surprised that Oklahoma didn't hire Josh Heupel uh, when there was the opportunity to do that. And now, you know, he's got things going at Tennessee pretty well. So I would, I would say I'd pick Oklahoma on the under here. Yeah, th- this one is I, – I don't think it's necessarily the offense is the problem. I think, well, if Dylan Gabriel has to stay healthy, I think they have one of the top offenses there is, honestly. It's, it's the defensive side for me. And like you said, Marcus, he did well in the transfer portal, beefed up the defense a little bit. I mean, they can't be any worse than last year. Um, and if you take a look at their schedule, um, I mean, SMU and Tulsa will be tough non-conference games, but I think they can get through them. And then they also have they have Cincinnati, they have BYU, they have UCF on the schedule. West Virginia, an easy win. Um, Iowa State. I, I think I think nine and a half is I think over nine and a half is doable here, honestly. I, I could see them only losing two games. And I think I for Brent Venable's sake, I think he has to only lose two games or so because if he has another like seven and five season, six and six season. He's going to be in trouble. He's going to be he's he might be booted out of the door. Mm-hmm. You locking it up the over? Yeah, yeah, I'm taking the over. Okay, very nice. Um, Joel, I agree with you. So first of all, okay, let's do it. under all day. <laughs> um, when I look at Oklahoma's schedule, SMU will be tough. They'll probably get the get them, but smack dab in the middle, you have Texas. Two weeks of you know, decent opponents. Then you get Oklahoma mm-hmm. State. You're there. I think Gundy, knowing that the rivalry is going to end, is going to want to get Oklahoma more than ever. Um, like turn balls to the wall. Gundy's going to go for them. Losable game. And then I think finishing down the stretch with BYU, who I'm pretty big on this year, I think they're going to get somebody of this caliber. And I don't see why not Oklahoma. And then finishing at TCU, I think it's going to be really, really tough. Especially if you know that defense doesn't look good. What if we said every year, even since Lincoln Riley has been there, the defense can't get worse? Well, it definitely hasn't looked that much better. So um, I agree. I think nine and a half is a lot. They may end up at nine. You know, that that's still a win. But I have this as an eight-win football team in my, in my assumption. So, Joel, I'm with you. I, All right, I next up, it's uh, TCU Horns. Oh, I'm just saying, if, if the if, if the defense is just average, honestly, if they were average last year, they probably would have had eight wins. But that defense was probably one of the worst in the whole country, honestly. I mean, West no, Virginia shredded. Yeah, we, we shredded them. <laughs> I mean, that, that, was, that, 
That was our first win against Oklahoma in the big since we've been in the Big Twelve. Like that's how bad the defense was. So if they could just be average, I think that's a huge win, and I think because the the offense is going to be fine. Dylan Gabriel is a fine quarterback. Like they'll be okay. But if they can get the defense just even decent, like I think it's a huge step. So we'll see. All right, next up, uh, coming off a team that made the college football playoff championship, TCU Horn Frogs. No more Max Duggan. They lost a lot on defense, uh, lost a couple good wide receivers. TCU's over-under win total has dropped to a seven and a half this year. Any plays over-under? I'm staying away from this one. I think there's just they lost too much. I think there's too much unknown. Um they they are doing well in the transfer portal, but I there's just too much unknown from all that they lost last year. So I'm staying away from this one. Sonny Dykes is a good coach, though. I don't necessarily have a play here, but I would not be surprised if Colorado beats them the first game of the season. Are you on the Colorado? Really? I I mean, I I kind of like that boy. <laughs> Sanders are taking over there. That, that, but, that, uh, I think. It's- I think the spread on that's like a 21-point spread right now. Yeah, I I would definitely say that spread's not going to hold. I think Colorado would get within that. And TCU is, man, they they lost so much last year. They lost a lot of their offense. And I think Max Dugan was really a big part of how they even got to where they got. Um, So, I'd be very surprised. Well, I am on the over, definitely over. I think at a minimum, wow. this is a. I think minimum, this is an eight-win team. And Joel, just so you know, because betting lines actually do matter, like in this in this stuff. Uh, TCU is a twenty-point favorite to open the season against Colorado. Yeah, and they're at home, so I don't. Think, if I don't you think still think they can get tripped up there? Eh, I don't know. I don't think people understand how bad Colorado could potentially be. They could yeah, be. They, very could, bad. they could be a train wreck. They could be. Yeah, but looking at the rest of their schedule, I think it just shakes out to be, like, fairly easy. So, their first five games, Colorado, Nickel State, at home, both of them. Then they go to Houston. I don't see that being an issue. And then they get SMU and West Virginia at home. I think they start off 5-0. and Iowa State, again, they may not have a quarterback. That's gettable, so that's six wins. And then out of their last opponents, they have to take uh, two between – BYU, Kansas State, Texas Tech, they could easily win two out of three there. I don't think that they'll beat Texas, but then they finish out with Baylor and Oklahoma. And I, I just think they have – I think every game is winnable for them, and they will be the favorite in most of their games minus Texas. So I don't see why this TCU team can't win over seven and a half games. All right. Interesting, interesting take there. All right, well, we have three more teams left in the Big 12. There aren't a lot of plays on the board, Brett. I think you may have one more in you. Um, is anyone playing Texas over nine and a hook? I, I want to take the under so bad because it, it's every year it's Texas is back, Texas is back, Texas is back. But I think they do actually have the pieces this year, and that's why I'm staying away. But I th- we're going to learn a lot about Texas that second week. Of the uh, of the season when they go to Tuscaloosa, so I'll be interested to see how they do without, you know, Bijan Robinson in the backfield. 
Um, that should be interesting. And then Qu Quinn Ewers will be interesting too, because it, if he starts off bad or something like that, you know they're going to be mm -hmm. uh, chanting to get Arch Arch Manning in there. So he's going to have a lot of pressure this season going into the year. So I don't know. It's going to be interesting for them. Yeah, that's right. Hudson Card, he transferred. Yeah. Where, where did he transfer? I forget where he transferred. Is he in Wisconsin? Because didn't Mertz Is go to Florida and, and Hudson Card went to Wisconsin? Yeah, well, we know. Give it a quick Google search and confirm. We do have Mertz. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get there. Card Hold on. No, no, no. <laughs> he went to Purdue, you said? Card. Yeah, Hudson Carr went to Purdue. Okay, I knew it was a Big Ten team. Okay, it was Purdue, not Wisconsin. All right, so no one's on Texas. I see Texas as a nine-win team. Uh, when, when you look at their schedule, yeah. obviously going to Alabama is going to be tough. Every other game, they'll be the favorite. But, again, Texas does Texas stuff, and it is funny. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love it. Can't trust them. And then they – yeah. Okay, I'm actually very intrigued about this next team because Texas Tech is ranked in a couple polls if you actually look around. Uh, Texas Tech over-under win total is seven and a half. Any plays over-under? I, I would lean – I'm not taking him, but I would lean over. They, they have a – I mean, they got a good offense. Their defense was actually solid last year too. So, I mean, I mean, they just – of course, a lot of teams did, but they threw all over us last year. We couldn't even stop the slant. But I, I'm staying away. I mean, we were bad last year. I mean, we're going to be bad this year, too. But anyway, I, they got a good offense, de decent defense for the Big 12. So I can definitely see the over here, but I, I'm staying away. I'm also staying away. I, I have seven wins down. It's, it's too close. No value. Yeah. So it's got a side out look. He, he thinking about I, it. I just don't have a play here. All right. Well, it's the time we've all been waiting for. West Virginia over under four and a half wins. I'll play that. Yeah, everybody. Joel, what you got? What you got, Joel? I'm going under on that. <laughs> yeah, put me I, under I, as well. I don't think it really needs an explanation either, but uh, I hate to see that right. for the West Virginia boys. Well, let's just look at it. Um, at Penn State, loss, Duquesne, they'll win, we think. Brett, you told me earlier that you think they can beat Pittsburgh. I do think we can beat Pitt at, in Morgantown. I do think that. Because I don't, I don't think Pitt – I mean – Rukovic or Djokovic or whatever is going to be the quarterback there. I'm not – I mean, he's all right, but he's nothing like top tier. So I do think – only because it's a Morgantown. I think we can beat Pitt. All right, so let's say you beat Duquesne, you beat Pitt. Pitt's a one-point favorite in that game, so a toss-up game. Um, dude, look at your schedule. You get, you get every new team. You get Cincy, BYU, UCF, and Houston. Marcus, we were picked last to finish the Big Twelve, and wasn't even by is it was by like it wasn't even close. I mean, there's we're you know the funny thing is is I want I, I want to go ahead and put this out there in case this actually somehow comes true, but this is how delusional I am as a fan because I had a dream the other day that we beat Penn State thirty three thirty one the first game of the year. Oh gosh, 
Yeah. So that, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough right now, but I don't, I don't, I mean, I see, I see one guaranteed win probably against Duquesne. And other than that, I don't see a guaranteed win. There's not a guaranteed win on that schedule. I think, I think if Houston was at Morgantown, we could probably beat Houston, but it's, it's not, I mean, that's, that's back to Dana Holderson first time back there or whatever. So I, mm. the, it's it's going to be a firing mid year. That's that's what it's going to be, and then we'll be we'll be looking for our new coach probably mid mid season. Okay, Brett. Serious question. Um, so Dana Holgerson hasn't done great at Houston. Yeah, um, exactly. Do you think the game between him and Neil Brown? Do you think it's like a, a WWE? Like <laughs> you must tap out. Like lose. Like losing head coach gets fired before the plane ride home i mean it probably should be because but what what game what uh what time of the year is that is that towards the end of it's the middle of the season so one two yeah oh, sorry three four it's I game imagine, six of the season i can't imagine houston's going to be exactly on fire either by that point so i mean i know i know fans aren't happy with dana and houston either because dana just doesn't really recruit well he he doesn't like recruiting at all so brett what's your your preseason top three likely coaches that will come to West Virginia at the end of the year. Well, I think we do. We have a play for Rich Rod to come back home. My dad wants Rich Rod. He's been around with Rich Rod back for the past five years. (laughs) I I tell him it's not 2007 anymore. Like this is, this is a different time of the, this is a different era. Pat White's on Broadway. Yeah, Pat Pat White's 40 years old right now. Like it's just, it's not that, but I, I was telling Marcus on the. I'd like uh, I'd like Garrett Riley if we could get Garrett Riley if he does well yeah. at Clemson for offensive coordinator, or if Brian Hartline does well at at Ohio State as mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. I I think a young gun like that, at least at least be a stepping stone. We could be a stepping stone, just to get the program back up and fans excited. You know, I mean. What a, what a mindset! You're satisfied with just being a stepping stone. That's sad. I mean, it's, I mean, you're you're the new Kansas of the Big Twelve, is what you are right now. We're worse than Kansas right now. I mean, that's the sad part. It's Kansas. Yeah, yeah that's true. We there was four, <laughs> there was four new teams that just joined the conference, and we were picked to finish last still. And Houston is supposed to suck. It was unnecessary. So yeah, you Neil and Houston, Brown, you have the same over under win total. They'll yeah, probably we, hit theirs before you. Yeah, they probably will. I mean, well, the, our non conference is hard. That that doesn't help us either with those. I mean, I just Houston's saw got that, a really easy schedule though. Yeah, I mean, I well, I saw Penn State's uh, preseason number seven in the coaches poll, which I mean, I know I know Marcus isn't sold on Penn State. We talked about this the other time. Right? Never. Yeah, he's never. Awesome. Every time I pick them, they always lose. Yeah, James so. Franklin is like a Mark Rick. You know, like he'll yeah. get you nine, ten wins every year, but just not going to win the big ones. Well, luckily for him, that's not really a big first game for him. So, well, I would say West Virginia in the transfer portal. I know you got Devin Carter from NC State. Well, yeah, he decided to leave. Brent Armstrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who's your starting quarterback this year, Brett? You ever be, heard of him? Yeah, I mean, he's been around the program. This will be his junior year. He, he's a he's a small guy. He's got a decent arm, and he's uh, 
he can um he's like a dual dual threat so he, he's fat he's fast little white guy the problem is is one hit and he's done probably for the year <laughs> <laughs> so that that is a big concern that's a big concern because he's probably only about 510 he's 510 and he, he's a little he's a little hothead too I, I like his competitive nature but like i said one hit and he's probably done i mean so I, I don't i don't know like i said we we wide receiver wise we got carter he'll probably be our no, wide receiver one i'm not exactly stacked about him because he had yeah if he's your number one and i don't think after seeing him at state last year if that's your number one no yeah, one it, was upset when he transferred no it's a concern it, it's a big concern overall it marcus i don't see it on your board right now and why isn't it on your board you know, I, I think just because I think that there's a slight chance that you guys can beat Pitt, you'll beat Duquesne. And because you get four out of the new – you get all four new teams in the Big 12, there's a chance and a miracle it can go over. I don't think it's likely. Um, I have them down as four on my sheet. But, again, I don't think it's enough insurance. I'm not as pessimistic as you. Brett, you kind of sound like a Virginia Tech fan. I think this is bull for Marcus. I, I think he just didn't want to go with a charity pick and just get an easy one. It, it was it was obvious. <laughs> All right, well, the, boys. The good I'll... news is the the good news is is we do get Cincinnati and BYU at home, which I think Cincinnati's over unders four and a half as well. If I'm in, and I I really don't understand why you guys are so high on BYU because I I don't. I'm not think high BYU on BYU. I'm high on their schedule. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so, Brett, I think if Neil Brown is employed the whole season, you guys play hard. I mean, you lose because of talent, but, like, you play hard. So if he's still the coach, I think those guys are going to play for him. So I'll play you guys your sounder, and then we can get on to the SEC. Okay, let's do it. Underboys. Wonderboys. Wonder. SEC. This is about to get good. This I can't wait. really brings his knowledge. So, oh, dang, man, I, I'm jumping the gun. Let's recap. All right, Joel has four plays. BYU over five and a half. UCF over six and a hook. Oklahoma under nine and a hook. And West Virginia under four and a half wins. Brett has three plays. Kansas State over eight and a half. Oklahoma over nine and a half. And West Virginia under four and a half. Um, Marcus, I have three plays. BYU over five and a half, Oklahoma under nine and a hook, and TCU, I went over there, I need to put that on the sheet, over seven and a half. All right, so the first thing we have in the ACC via the alphabet is Alabama. I, I want to hear it. Joel, what you doing with Bama? Bama, I, so what, the line there is ten and a half? Yes, sir. You know, I, I'm not playing it just because Bryce Young, Brett and I were kind of talking about it a little bit, but Bryce Young, with him being gone, I think people are going to really under, people really underestimated how much he helped Alabama uh, over the past few years. And I, I don't know. I, I can see this going either way. It really just comes down to quarterback play. With most teams, I would say no, but somehow Nick Saban could take a preschooler out there and end up winning the game. So, Do you think they beat Texas? 
probably. And if not, then they will probably go undefeated after that point. So you're gonna take Texas or you're gonna take Bama over Texas, let's just say as of right now, um, knowing that Texas will have the best player on the field. Yeah. Their quarterback. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Brett, you, you have anything on Bama? Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm a hammer in the under here. Oh, I, I, yes. Talk to me. I, I like Joel was just saying. I talked to him about this. I I've even mentioned to you this multiple times. I don't think people understand how much Bryce Young meant to that team last year, or just the, just his whole time at Alabama. He <clears throat> got them out of a lot of games, and I don't think they have that kind of quarterback there right now. And he did all that, and they still didn't even have 10 wins last year, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Except maybe when they got the bowl game. So I, I just don't think people understand how much he meant to that team. I don't think they'll have anything close about at quarterback this season. Give me Alabama under the 10.5. I did not lock it up, but I have 9 to 10 wins on my board. It's just so tough when you look at the schedule. Um, Texas has a legit shot. I don't think Ole Miss will beat them, but Lane Kiffin will always give them the sink. And then you have Tennessee and LSU back-to-back. I don't think you win both of those games. Exactly. There's enough trouble on the schedule, especially without a quarterback, to want to play the under. Exactly. One of those quarterbacks going to a hostile environment for the first time or whatever – I, I don't I, I just I don't know I like I said I think they I think Bama fans might be in it for a rude awakening and maybe this could be good for West Virginia maybe this puts some saving on the hot seat a little bit maybe and oh, then get out of here he's not going to West Virginia stop it stop <laughs> it and he's coming home guys he's coming home to where he wants to be he's coming home to West Virginia where he was where he was born and grew up in because That's you know cool. he couldn't take the pressure. I'm going to play it with you, Brett. Just because, like, if I have 9 to 10 on my board, I have to play it, like, exact principle. And because of numbers, there's just enough trouble to muck it up. Going to Tennessee is going to be tough. And then you have LSU right right after. It's a tough shake for Bama. I'm actually surprised that the over-under is at the 10.5, you know? If it was 9.5, I think I would be a little less hesitant to take it, but it being ten and a half, I just I'm surprised it's that high, honestly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I you you, you have to play it. All right, uh, Brett, we have your favorite SEC team coming up next. Uh, Sam Pittman, Wu Pig Suey, Arkansas. Their over under is set at excuse me seven wins. What you doing? Yeah, I'm staying away from the list. I, you know, I like my boy Pittman, but I I just I I don't I don't like I haven't liked our. I didn't like Arkansas last year after the uh, the one good season they had, so I'm staying away from this. I do like KJ Jefferson. He it feels like he's been there for about ten years, honestly, because he, it feels like a while. I'm just I'm not sold on them. Um, I, you know, I hope they do well this year, but maybe I'll make some picks during the season on them. But right now, I'm staying away from their win total. Joel, what you got? Arkansas under Sam Pittman has been very interesting to watch. It's been uh, fun to watch. Like that's yeah. some fun football to watch. Very fun. Uh, that's 
watching them now is probably the most fun I've had watching them since uh, Bobby Petrino and Ryan Mallett. Um, uh, RIP to Ryan Mallett. Yeah, that's tough. Too soon. Um, but I really, I really like this Arkansas team. I think KJ Jefferson's going in his senior year, and then his running back Raheem Sanders is also top notch. Yeah, he rushed for like fourteen hundred yards last year. Didn't yeah, he? yeah, he did. Yeah, that sucker's good. He, he, and KJ Jefferson, I think, will be phenomenal on the offensive side. And Sam Pittman has always been a very good defensive mind, so. I think they'll end up doing very well, um, and I'm going to go ahead and pick the over. Uh, I like Arkansas. So you're on the over? Yep. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do it. All day. KJ Jefferson, I think he's going to be a sleeper Heisman candidate. Um, yeah. Like his feet and his running back, that, that's going to be a two-headed monster. And Sam Pittman, it's really hard to out-coach him. Yeah. He's smart, dude. And then players love playing for him. Yeah, he he's such a great guy. That was a great hire. You know, when yeah. you hire the Georgia offensive line coach, you're like, oh, what are they doing? I, I mean, he's an Arkansas guy through and through. Looking at yeah. their schedule, I think it shapes up easy for three and a start. Uh, Western Carolina, Kent State, BYU. Uh, I do think LSU will get them, but then they go, go they have AM at home and then go to Ole Miss. I think they'll win at least one of those games. Most likely a loss at Bama. But I have them ringing off three in a row against Mississippi State, Florida, Sargell, and Auburn. And then they close the year on basically two bye weeks. They have uh, Florida International. Is Bush Davis still there, by the way? Um, he might have got fired. Brett, do a quick Google on uh, to see if Bush Davis is still at FIU. I get confused because I know Willie Taggart's down over at FIU, but – He's not there anymore. Okay, this must be their like first year with a new coach, or maybe last year. Um, but anyway, they end with FIU and Missouri. I think there's a lot of gettable games in this schedule. Um, I think this is fortunate that they don't draw Georgia or Tennessee from the East. So, I mean, the last year, just East and West, because y'all are going to pods next year, right? Is that official? Uh, no, they're not sure. No, yet. not official yet. Okay, cool. But yeah, I, I love Arkansas here. I have them slated as an eight or nine win team. So I'm with you, Joel. Let's do it. Uh, next up, Auburn, six and a half wins. Uh, the fighting Hugh Freezes. Any opinions? I, I I do think Hugh Freeze turns around this program, but I they were so bad last year. I mean, their their whole team was just so messed up. I'm staying away from this. I do think he's got a lot of hype going on in Auburn football. He did pretty decent in the transfer portal as well. But, I, I mean, quarterback is a is a big question, so I'm staying away from this. Yeah, I don't have a play here either, but I will say expect Hugh Freeze to get a big upset win at some point throughout the year. Upset win. I, okay, I will say – I would consider an upset win Bama, LSU, or Georgia. Other than that, from the SEC, they draw AM, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Vandy, Arkansas. I don't yeah. think any of those would be an upset, but they do play the three hardest teams. You know, they get yeah. Bama and Georgia every year just because of like protected rivalries. They have a very on the, every year. 
and they get LSU. Yeah, I'm dude. It's in LSU in the West. It's it's tough. Uh, no play for me on Auburn. So everyone is staying away. Joel, it's your time to shine. Talk about them Gators. Mm-hmm. Them Gators. Uh, we've had a tumultuous offseason uh, with obviously. Hold on. Can I stop you there? Can, can yeah. I stop you there? Go ahead. Weren't you guys supposed to like give like a player an NIL deal for like over $10 million? No one really knows, Marcus. That's the number that was uh, rumored was $13.5 million over this. I think it was over the span of four years. For um, a high school player. For a high school Oh, my God. For high school, yeah. But there was communication that maybe that what had happened was that just came from a booster. And then when it came time for – uh, Jalen Rashada actually get the money and like come to Florida. The booster was not, was starting to think, okay, I'm paying way over market value. He doesn't really like the kid as much. And then the Rashada's Jalen's dad was asking for more money. Um, more money than, so, than, than he was already getting. I don't know if it was more money than that 13 and a half or if the booster came back and said, listen, the 13 and a half was way too much. And then the dad got unsettled. I'm not sure what happened, but they ended up, obviously, you know, it didn't work out. And Rashada went to Arizona State where his dad played, um, which I don't know. It, it was really – it was a very frustrating situation, especially as a Florida fan. Then, Because then you're just like, do we even know what we're doing? And, and it's the NIL, and so no one really knows what's going on in the first place because no one really knows what NIL truly is and what these collectives are doing. Um, so it's really just frustrating because for most of college football, we've always just known that your coaching staff plays a big role in bringing in people. But now we've got this separate entity that schools are calling the collective and you just I, – I don't know. It's very fishy. Legalized cheating. You know, the McDonald's bags at Tennessee sure. aren't happening anymore. <laughs> They'll no. just send you a direct deposit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but sorry to interrupt you. I will I will set you where you left off. You had a very tumultuous offseason. Yeah, we had a very tumultuous offseason. AR decided to leave, which that was okay. I mean, he I think probably – suck. It ended up – working out for him as far as draft goes, but I, I don't know how his career will end up. Um, bust, bust, big time bust. Yeah, it could be a bust. I, while I do love AR, I'm not like a, a diehard fan in the sense that I just think he's going to be the best thing ever. Um, I'd love to see him do well, but I don't know. Um, so there's that. Then we're like, all right, well, who's our next quarterback? Jalen Kitna. <laughs> no. No. Yikes. We don't even, even need to discuss tar- what all went on there. But... Yeah. Yeah. Those charges were dropped, and he's in the transfer portal. Yeah, nobody's picked uh, him up yet. I don't know. I can't figure out why. Yeah. Real shocker there. Um, so, anyways, we landed with Graham Mertz the Wisconsin transfer uh, 
the this is what bothers me about the preseason is the players are hyping this guy up like he is the best thing ever. And if that's true, it's true. But I've gone through so many years where these players hype up specifically Florida quarterbacks. I think of Trayon Harris, Jeff Driscoll, Jacoby Brissett, who honestly went on to NC State and had a great career. Um, Jack Del Rio, uh, Appleby. There's just so many guys that it – oh, uh, Emory Jones. Emory Jones was probably one of the worst that the guys just kept giving chance after chance after chance. And Mullen I don't know. Loved him. Yeah. Hopefully Mertz will actually be who the players think that he is. Um, we had a lot of offensive linemen leave. And our – like – Billy Napier, that's that's his thing. Like he he loves running the pistol formation. He loves running the ball. And now we've got an inexperienced quarterback that doesn't run nearly as efficiently as Anthony Richardson. Apparently, the guy can run some, but I don't know. Um, yeah, we and, saw him at Wisconsin. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't know. And and now we're a depleted offensive line. So. And then our, our defense sucked last year. Just horrible. Um, it was the worst I've ever seen. I mean, we weren't. It open, sounds like open. you're playing the under, Joel. Are you under yeah, five and a half? <laughs> you know, Marcus, let me pull up schedule because I say all of these things, but my heart. You cannot go over after that. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I mean, Joel's I one of those odd good stuff. Though. We got some quality receivers Joel, coming. There's in. not a lot. Our defense can only get better. Mertz. Okay, Oklahoma. So, here, here's the thing. If we go in to Utah, and if we win that game, oh no, you're still going to use. You're still going to lose to Tennessee Week Three. Like, say it, you're, Joel. The writing's on the wall. Do not bet the over. More than likely. Play, more than likely, we will lose to Tennessee, but that will not prevent us from winning more than five games. We, we Kentucky's win. had your number lately. Kentucky's Listen, had your number. I'm not worried about them. They don't have a QB this year. They don't have a running game this year. Not they have Devin Leary. Leary. What do you mean? I ain't worried about no Devin Leary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're winning against McNeese. We're going to beat Charlotte. Should be able to. Vandy. South Carolina, I ain't scared about no South Carolina. Missouri, and then we got to be able to pick up another win between, okay, Georgia's not happening, but Utah or Tennessee or South Carolina. Oh, my God, where do you get another win at? We're getting another win. It, we're, Georgia is a 20-and-a-half point favorite right now. I'm not saying Georgia's not I might, I might lock it up now. I may Georgia, lock it up now. It, 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 it's only going to get bigger. It's going to be more of that by game time. Trust me. I'm not predicting. Cocktail Georgia. party is going to be nasty. Cocktail you know the, the fun. The funny thing is, is you got. I mean, Joel gave me a lot of crap about West Virginia, but Florida's going to suck this year. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Marcus, they are. <laughs> we, we we watched Mertz. I remember Mertz. Mertz was supposed to be the last like 
I, I remember it was like COVID year or whatever. He came out hot. He went like 19 of 21 or something like that. Brett, you there? You guys hear me? Um, yeah. Okay. Repeat that. We can hear you now. Uh oh. Oh, sorry. I think Brett so may be gone. There, oh, uh, he, uh, there you go. There you go. Okay. Come on. Am I back? You said we have seen Mertz. Yeah, you're back. I'm just saying, like, what was it, the COVID year or whatever? And he went like 19 of 21, 300 yards or something against Illinois. And he was like supposed to be the next big thing. And then after hey, that, Illinois had a great so. secondary. Did what, you see three how years many ago? of their DBs went in the first round? Oh, God. If you're just trying to put some, Oh, my gosh, Joel. I'm serious. Yeah, Illinois had some boys yeah. in the secondary. Okay, Here, here's what I'll say. I don't expect much out of us this season. Will we win over five and a half games? I don't know, but I'm picking it. I could see us only winning like four games, honestly. It could if, happen. If, um, if you don't, is Billy Napier on the hot seat? I really hope not at this point because we have a phenomenal – He's definitely on the hot seat. What do you mean? Well, this is the hottest seats in the Power Five. Listen to me. Listen to me. Typically, I would say yes, but Billy Napier has a phenomenal recruiting class coming in right now. Right now, we're ranked like second in the country. We've got the number. We've got multiple five stars, which this is the first time in over a decade. It's probably since Urban Meyer, since we had like five star and four star recruits regularly. Um, so. Hopefully, but next year, I mean, we're just going to get massacred next year. It, I, I sent you all the schedule today. I, I'm not even coming on the podcast next year. It's not worth it. <laughs> You're definitely not coming on, especially after this season goes. <laughs> no, it's, it's going to be bad. All right, Joel's on over five and a half. Brett, are you playing the under? I don't. I don't want to touch this because I do think there is a chance if Mertz is decent that they can hit six wins. So I'm staying away. But I, I mean, I I do like the under here, but I'm I'm not touching it. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not playing it either. I have Florida at five wins, so not enough value to play. But all I have to say is, if Billy Napier's seat isn't hot, then Brent Venables is in no world of the hot seat. Like that. That's Napier's on the hot seat for sure. He turns in five wins. I hope he has a good uh, buyout clause in his contract. He will be on the hot seat, but I hope we don't fire him. All right, uh, next team, Georgia. Um, do, do, do we just all need to go over? Just, just say yes if you're over. Uh, I'm a yes. I'm an under. I'm an under as well. Whoa. Oh, we're, oh, We're betting oh, them going. Oh, oh, hold oh, on, Marcus. Oh. Hold on. You're betting on them going undefeated with a brand new first-string quarterback. The guy, I you, you, you can't forget what Stetson Bennett has meant to this team the past few years. I'm not saying that they probably won't win at all because they probably will, which is disgusting. But I, I don't think that they're going to be undefeated. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think a lot of people are just expecting this new guy to just come in there. They're not going to miss a beat, which, hey, they might not miss a beat. But at the same time, I think there's always a chance they could lose a game in there. I don't know where it's going to be, 
But I mean, last year they almost lost to Missouri. They probably should have lost to Missouri. Yeah, so that's, I, that's a good point. Fair point. I, I do think it's it's tough to go undefeated. They did it. They've done it in the past. They did it last year. But I do think there will be one game in there maybe where they lose. So I, I'm also I'm with I'm with Joel on this one. I like the under here. That's right. They only have one game to lose, but the only team that can probably get them is Tennessee. Boy, and it's at some, Tennessee. Somebody's high on Tennessee. I, I do like the Vols this year. Um, they don't have my man uh, Hendo Hendo Cinco, but I do like Tennessee. Let's talk about. Uh, I, I just I just think. Hold on, not not yet. Not we'll get to the Vols, but Georgia's <laughs> schedule is so easy. They have UT Martin, Ball State, and UAB for out of conference. Like they they may they may just want to send them the check in the mail and just say don't don't even play. We don't need the TV money. And then South Carolina, Auburn, Kentucky, Vandy, Florida, Missouri has to be probably the easiest SEC like slate continuously like in the conference. They have Ole Miss at home at Tennessee, and then they finished off against Georgia Tech. Um, I think Brett's Wi-Fi was so bad, it just kicked him out. So maybe he'll be joining us, Joel, but we'll continue with the (laughs) two-man show. But Jesus, dude, this schedule is so easy. Again, I think Georgia beats Tennessee. I think they go undefeated. I mean, like you said, there is a chance that they slip up. Uh, their, their quarterback's name is escaping me right now. Uh, Carson Beck. I mean, when yeah. he got in last year, like he was throwing bombs, and now he has yeah. Brock Bowers, like it's his number one target. Yeah. I just don't see a lot happening, especially with that defense. I don't think there's going to be a lot. Of I think they'll be a really good team. Yeah, so I'm gonna go over. You two are on the under, so I will give you your sounder. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Y'all can do it. I'm not, and we will keep it going. Uh, so since it's just us two, while Brett's Wi-Fi at uh, his grandma's house is not doing very well, yeah, uh, he's coming back. All right, do you have anything on Kentucky? Kentucky, I oh, like I kind of alluded to earlier. I'm not thrilled about them, but I will say Mark Stoops seems to get the most out of every team that he coaches. So I agree. Um, he could surprise me. So, I, but I'm not going to play anything on it. All right, uh, Brett is still on mute, so we will keep it going. I have nothing on Kentucky. I have them at seven. I'm with a six and a half over under, not worth playing it. This will be a good one. LSU. LSU sitting at nine and a half. You yeah. have anything? Yeah, I like LSU here. Um, I think they had a very surprising first year with Brian Kelly. Um, I really think Jaden Daniels became a, a very good quarterback throughout last season. People were really surprised with him, um, and I think he'll do a lot better even this year. They open up the season in Orlando against FSU. I'm Great game, yeah. yeah. Be a good one. I'm I'm picking LSU to get the win there. And I would I think, too. Yeah, for I sure. think they're going to end up getting nine and a half wins. They're out of conference. Is Grambling State? They've got Army, and then they've got Georgia State. They might as well consider Florida out of conference too. No comment. That's your protected uh, crossover every year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from the West. I love that's, that that's game be... so much, honestly. Yeah, it's I... always a great game. I mean, you have shoes getting thrown and all sorts yes. of stuff going on. <laughs> I feel like we're two very similar schools, and so when we yeah, get together, yeah. it's a very interesting atmosphere. So, like, that game and then the Tennessee game, those are my favorite games every year. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, so I have LSU at ten, so a little too close to play the nine and a half. Uh, Brett, are you there? I'm going to assume his Wi-Fi is still failing him, even though he's in the room. All right. Um, do you have anything on Mississippi State or Missouri? I do not on either one of those, but I hope for Mississippi State that they have a successful year after the passing of Mike Leach. I agree. He is missed. And shout out to my boy, um, Creed Whittemore, who's at Mississippi State now. He's a freshman wide receiver there. Um, so I'm looking to see him do well. How do you know him? Uh, his brother Trent played at Florida wide receiver. And while I was at school there, Trent would come over to our house a lot because one of my nice. roommates grew up with Trent and Creed. So, but Trent has transferred to UCF this year, and so pulling for him this year. That's cool. Well, per the depth chart, uh, Creed is the number eight wide receiver. So I don't think we'll be seeing the field yeah. much, but you won't we, see we him much this him. year. But probably he'll probably redshirt this year. I would assume. Good stuff. Okay, yeah, Mississippi State, Missouri. They were both sitting at six and a half uh, yep. per DraftKings. I have them at six wins. But also at six and a half wins, it's Ole Miss. I have a play here. Um, Ole Miss, I'm going over just like I did last year. And I know they cleared it by like half a game last year. It's lower this year. It went from seven and a half to six and a half. I think Ole Miss, I mean, obviously, they probably have the deepest quarterback room like in the SEC between Jackson Dart and Spencer Sanders, who transferred from Oklahoma State. He, he probably won't even start. I think Jackson Dart is – probably going to get the nod there but look, looking at Ole Miss again kind of like Sam Pittman Lane Kiffin he's going to throw up a bunch of points if his defense shows up you're yeah. going to have a tough day so I think they'll get Mercer Tulane Georgia Tech that's a 3-0 start they'll yeah. probably lose two straight against Alabama and LSU and then they have Arkansas Auburn Vandy A&M I think all of those are gettable Arkansas will probably be the toughest one Lost to Georgia, but I think that they'll finish out their, their season two and zero. Oh. You know, the yeah. always every SEC team has the bye week before you know the yeah. last game of the season, so they have a uh, Louisiana Monroe and then Mississippi State. That game in Auburn is going to be good, though. Playing against Hugh Freeze, it's just two toxic coaches. Yeah, it's <laughs> like uh, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the handshake before the game and after the game will be even better than the actual <laughs> content on the field. But I, I have I love- a. I have Ole Miss slated at eight, so seeing six and a half, I'm going to take the over. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have a play there, but I'm very interested to see them play throughout the year. They've been a really fun team to watch ever since Hugh Freeze got there and, you know, just really did a great job at recruiting with Kim Dietschy and yeah, for uh, sure. Latron Treadwell and all those guys. Um, man, it, their offense has just been really fun to, to see and – Lane Kiffin's done a great job with them. Yeah, I think so, too. So let's talk about Spencer Rattler and Shane Beamer. I know you said earlier you ain't worried about no. South Carolina. Uh, you, you, you think over, under, six and a half? I don't – they're so unpredictable. Um, and you saw that last year. They definitely got a lot better towards the end of the season, beat Tennessee and kind of crushed their uh, postseason playoff hopes. Um so it's it's hard to say. I have no idea what team we're going to end up getting out of South Carolina. If you have a good Spencer Rattler and uh, the rest of the team 
follow suit, then I, I think you definitely could pick the over there. But uh, I'm not, I'm not making a play here. Yeah, the the schedule shakes out a little bit tough. Um, Chapel Hill's actually the favorite um, by a field goal week one here in Charlotte, and then they have yeah. Georgia week three. You know, Mississippi State. Then you get Tennessee. It's just like boom, boom, boom. Like they come out the gate, and yeah. if they get some injuries, um, I think it could like mount up early. And then, of course, you have Clemson. They're not even – I mean, I know they yeah. beat them last year, but they're not the best team in their own state right now. So, yeah. I think six and a half is a good number. I have them at seven, so slightly over. But, yeah, yeah no play for South Carolina for me. Are you going to the South Carolina-UNC game? Uh, No, I'm not. I don't have tickets. So, that day I plan on dove hunting, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll be back to Charlotte in time. Yeah. What's weird is the actual like place where I'm going hunting is in South Carolina, but it's maybe 150 yards from the North Carolina border. Drastically okay. different state like hunting regulation. So North Carolina, <laughs> so North Carolina, you can start hunting in the morning. So let's just say it's like a half hour before sunrise. I think South Carolina, you can't actually shoot till like noon or one. It, you can only like do it in the afternoon, which is very weird. A little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, South Carolina being a, a lot more backwoods, you think they would have less laws, but I guess they have more laws about the, the weirder yeah. beachy stuff. So, yeah, I, I probably won't be back in time. I know it's a 730 pick. I'll say I'll probably be rolling into my driveway um, like at coin toss. That's that's the plan, yeah. at least. So, yeah, nothing on South Carolina. I, it looks like yeah. Brett's trying to join us again. Uh, Brett, you there? Oh, there he is. I'm on the phone right now. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. What's going on with the Wi-Fi? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I've had it by an extender for the house because it was not reaching all the way. So I got to tell grandma to go with fiber. Yeah, she's, she's with the spectrum, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Brett. Well, we're going to give you a chance to get your plays off. I guess the last thing you probably heard was Georgia because you went under. So yeah. I'll say from Kentucky, LSU, Mississippi State, Missouri, Ole Miss, South Carolina. I played the Ole Miss over six and a half. Did you have any plays in that stretch? Yes, I took uh, Kentucky the over six and a half. Was it? All right, um, talk to me. I, I like. I, I'm not. I'm not huge on Devin Leary, but I, I honestly think Devin Leary's a upgrade over will levis one of the most overrated quarterbacks that we've seen in the last like five years oh yeah um, yeah it, they, they have a good offense they have good wide receivers solid um solid defense so i i like the over six and a half there i i think i i like them to i like them to um take that easily honestly um and then also i like south carolina over the what is it six and a half for them as well yep um, I think if you're getting good Spencer Rattler, I think the sky's the limit for that team. I think it's it's interesting because you don't know what Spencer Rattler you can get. But if you get the last four games Spencer Rattler of last season, then I definitely think they're um, – I like them to hit the over six and a half there. So those are my two plays from that those teams that you listed off. Nice. Do you think uh, South Carolina gets Chapel Hill week one? I do, yes. I do too. Yeah. I I think Chapel Hill's I think Chapel Hill's basically only Drake May, honestly. That's where all the hype is coming from for them. The yeah, I mean they're is, gonna put up they're gonna put up over forty. Spencer Rattler has to score with him. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be a back and forth game. College game day is going to be there first. Are you are you going to be around there? Yeah, like I was telling Joel, I'll be gone um, during the day, but I'll be rolling back into my driveway around kickoff. Yeah, so that should be a good atmosphere for Charlotte because it's gonna both both teams are going to travel easily there because it's not far for either team. And then, like I said, college game day will be there, so it'll be it'll be pretty hype there. Sweet. Love it. All right. Um, we have three teams left. Uh, we are at an hour and 16, so let's hit it pretty quickly. Does anyone – we'll bump these two together. Anybody have a play on Tennessee, uh, nine and a half, or Texas A&M, seven and a half? I don't have a play on either of them, but I will say, um, Marcus, I know you have a love uh, for Tennessee, and they, they might get nine and a half, but I will say – the amount of hype that's around Joe Millen is is kind of ridiculous. When he transferred from Michigan, and and before Hen and Hooker really took over the offense, they would put Joe Milton in the game, and he would consistently throw the most beautiful spiral, but way over the wide receiver. Like yeah, every- a- accuracy is a problem. Yeah, yeah, and I I don't know. I don't think he's going to be as good. I, I think with Josh Heupel's offense, you throw a lot of short slant routes, but you also throw a lot of screens and you throw, you know, a lot of deep balls uh, at times. And so I think if he can't connect on those, then it's going to be a real problem for them. Um, So I'm not playing that one. And then with Texas A&M, I would say, man, if Jimbo doesn't get more than seven wins, then he's, those those people at A and M, they got money. They're, they'll buy them out. They might have to, even though those buyouts are so massive at this point. But yeah. I'm with you. Like, if he can't, I mean, you gave him that massive contract. If he can't get in there, and at least I think I think the addition of Petrino as the offensive coordinator, I think is interesting. If he if yeah. if if he actually gives up the play calling duties and lets Petrino do what we know he's capable of, I think I think they could get over the seven and a half, but for now I'm staying away from that. And then like, like Joel said, Tennessee, it, their schedule's not that hard though. If their schedule is actually yeah. pretty easy. So I think that's where they could get over the nine and a half, but, I, but I'm with him. I mean, the, Joe Milton can throw it out of the stadium because I mean, his arm strength ability, and he's actually a pretty good athlete in general, but like, like Joel said, I think everybody's lasting memory of him is tearing up Clemson in the Orange Bowl last season. It, he it, did a good job of it. He he did do it. But can he be consistent week in and week out? If he's consistently um if he's consistent with it, then I, I think they have a good chance to get over nine and a half because and honestly he'll probably draft his he'll probably be a first rounder, honestly, if if he's consistent with accuracy, because that's the one thing that's lacking. Yeah, um, I, I have Tennessee down at 10. I've been losing to Georgia and Bama, of course. So I think that's about right on the money. A&M, I am under. I think this is another disappointment for Jimbo. Oof, they were yeah. going to hear their groans about midseason. You know, it's obviously he left for probably the biggest coaching contract ever. Would he get 10 years, $100 million? Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy to think about because salaries are only going up. But – I mean, six wins. I have them beating New Mexico. I actually have Miami edging them out slightly. Um, they'll probably be Louisiana, Monroe, Auburn. I have Arkansas getting them, Bama, Tennessee. 
I think they will take one between South Carolina and Ole Miss, but I mean, down the stretch, Mississippi State, Abilene Christian, LSU. If they get Mississippi State and uh, like one more before, they'll probably hit the over, but I'm not counting on it. I think the team's just going to quit on Jimbo, quite frankly. Like they have, what's that, Wingman, their quarterback? I mean, he didn't go in the portal, get anybody. I just don't really see a lot of improvement from this offense with the players that they have. Even with Petrino, I think the offense will be better, but just from like personnel, I see it flatlining. Yeah. So I, I have them under seven and a half. And to close this out, Vanderbilt, talk to me, boys. You know, Marcus, I, re- I respect that you went with Vanderbilt at the end there. Um, that's, you know, we did it with West Virginia at the first conference, and now we're doing Vanderbilt. Well, he's doing um, it alphabetically. Yeah, well, that makes there. more sense. There you go. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, I'm not picking anything here, but uh, three and a half wins, you would think that they could get that. But even even Vanderbilt's non-conference games, I look at them like, man, I just don't know if they can do it. Hawaii's so bad. They crushed Hawaii. I remember last year I the, the Hawaii game. I think I picked Vanderbilt to not cover that, and they just destroyed Hawaii. Yeah. By the way, I'm actually I'm, we, we can we can pull that up, but keep on going. It sounds like you're on the over. <laughs> I am over. I am on the over. Actually, I, I like what they did last year. I think he's a good up and coming coach. I I like honestly. I could see them going four and zero to start off the year. Wake Forest tough, but I could see I could see it hitting in the first four games. Who is Wake Forest without Sam Hart, Hartman? Yeah, it's true. Who's their quarterback? Um, but yeah, what's this game? They're probably they're probably not going to beat Florida in the swamp. If that was in Vanderbilt, I could see that. No offense, Joel. But Jesus, Florida! Oh God! I mean, they lost last year to them, and that was, last year might have been a better team. That was hilarious. I think they could get Missouri at home. Um, I think they could get Auburn at home. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. I like the over three and a half here. Joel, before we get your input, uh, and sorry, Brett. Yeah, last year I took Vandy laying eight, and you took Hawaii plus eight, and Vandy blew them out. So it's nice to see you come to the good side. And Chase took the over. And I think Vandy hit the over by themselves. Yeah, they did. And that's a a week zero game this year as well again. So Can't wait. This is going to be great. All right, Joel, you, you you playing your doors? No, I'm not playing anything here. But you would think that they should be able to get more than three and a half wins. Yeah, I will be. So, I, Brett, you uh-huh. go for it. Well, I'm just saying, if if they, they – I think they're going to start off 2-0. If they don't get the Wake Forest, then like, okay, 2-1. But if they don't get the UNLV, then I'll be sweating because that's going to be 2-2. Two and two. <laughs> Four wins throughout the year, but I I think I think they'll definitely start off one, and I just need one more game throughout the year for the, uh, for me to get the over here. If they're not three and one in the first four games, they're not getting. Four <laughs> I don't know. I they they get that. they get Missouri and Florida. They might win it. <laughs> I, I mean, they got Missouri at home. I think they can beat Missouri. Florida in the swamp is a little different story. 
We'll see where Florida is at that point of the year. It's a homecoming noon game. Okay. Are well, you going? I I have to go to a wedding that day, unfortunately. Yeah, well, that, that's the bride and groom. Never, never get married during the fall, people. <laughs> I don't understand it. Joel and I earlier, we were talking about he he'll get offered Florida and Georgia tickets, and he says I get offered them because nobody wants to go. <laughs> He's like, point. I don't even want to go. <laughs> yeah, when, when when the cocktail party loses its luster, that's not fun. Florida Georgia used to be like a top five game every season, like really? a headbanger. <sighs> yeah, it used to decide who's going to win the East. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, we're we're a long way from Kansas, Dorothy. <laughs> that was like Tebow, no Sean Marino days. Those were yeah, yeah, those were good. yeah. Matthew Stafford, AJ Green. Green. Yeah, and some good players. Yeah, there's been some dolls come through those programs. Hey, well, y'all be ready though to watch Swamp Kings. Come the twenty second on Netflix. They're going to be going over that whole Florida team. It's going to be a good series on Netflix. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, yeah, why did they pick Florida out of all the teams? You'll see. Okay. <laughs> just, just sit there for the content. Well, everyone, thanks for uh, staying with us this whole time through Brett's internet issues and our poor recording chances at this. So thanks for freeing up an hour and a half of your night being away from your baby. I know um yeah. she, she's probably down right now, but I mean yeah. the way it, the way it sounds from the stage of life you're at, she'll be you'll be seeing her in about two three hours. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm rooting for you. Well, thank you again, Nolan Oakles Barbecue for sponsoring this. We're gonna go ahead and read off the picks. Uh, Joel's card: BYU over five and a half, UCF over six and a half, Oklahoma under nine and a hook, West Virginia under four and a hook. Kansas, or excuse me, Arkansas over seven, Florida over five and a half, taking the skaters, and then fading the rival, Georgia under 11 and a half, and LSU over nine and a half. Brett's card, Kansas State over eight and a half, Oklahoma over nine and a hook, West Virginia under four and a hook, Bama under 10 and a hook, Georgia under 11 and a hook, a lot of unders there, Kentucky over six and a half, South Carolina over six and a half, and Bandy over three and a half. And then Marcus, my card is BYU over five and a half, Oklahoma under nine and a half, TCU over seven and a half, Bama under ten and a half, Arkansas over seven, Georgia over eleven and a half, fading, Brett and Joel, and then A and M, Jimbo, they may hire a hitman for you for that buyout, under seven and a hook. I actually like these picks. I think there's a good variety out there, and I think we're on the right side of a lot of these. I hope so, because I need some winning seasons. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, Joel, I know you said you're not even coming on next season. So no, if Florida looks like they're going to hit six wins, maybe we can get you on later in the year? Possibly. Let's see. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to look forward to it. Just get me after a big win. If we beat Georgia somehow, then I'll come on. What what about after Utah? If you go to Utah and beat them, can we get you week three? Possibly. If All right, we're gonna hold you to it. We're gonna hold you to it. If we beat Utah, Tennessee, or Georgia, I'll come back. <laughs> All right, week after. We'll, we'll count on it. We're gonna let Luke Combs take us out. I'll see you boys. See ya.